welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. We'll be diving into the latest episode after these quick messages. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a super exciting announcement. Our guest on today's show, Angela Hart, is the host of the Cozy Mystery Book Club, and she's just the sweetest. She's put together a giveaway full of cozy bookish swag that you are definitely going to want to enter to win. I have links in my bio and my stories over on Instagram today, so be sure to hurry over there and enter. Hello, hello, my cozy friends. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Get Cozy Podcast. We have a very fun guest with us today who I am just so excited to chat with. If you haven't already heard of the Cozy Mystery Book Club, it is this incredible cozy book group with thousands of members who participate on Instagram, Twitter, and in a monthly live chat over on YouTube. It's such a fun and welcoming group, and it's a wonderful way to get involved in the book community and discover new books. And we have the host of the book club, Angela Maria Hart, with us today to chat all about the group and about Cozy Mysteries. So welcome to the show, Angela. Oh my goodness. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, and you're just so sweet. I think that introduction just made my entire day, if not week, if not month. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's totally like my honor to have you here. You do so much in the cozy mystery community, bringing people together, introducing us to new books, connecting us, connecting us with authors. So it just means so much to me to have you. Oh, that is so, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it truly is my honor. I, I really do enjoy talking about cozy mysteries and the authors and the readers are just such a great group of people. It makes it really easy to just keep coming back to keep talking about them. I agree. I do feel like the, the cozy book community is just the best book community. Everybody in it is just so sweet, like yourself. And this is definitely like a, we kind of chatted about this before the show started, but we've got a, a mutual admiration society going on here. So I'm so excited to jump into the conversation. I feel like I know you and you're just- I know. You've been such a part of the cozy community for such a long time. I mentioned before, I still think of you as Paige Candy, the original username. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I've been having a great time seeing you grow in the cozy community, getting the podcast running. Cause I remember, I think I was one of the first people to subscribe to you on Instagram. So yeah. again, yeah. being here and seeing the authors you've spoken with, oh, it's so great. See, and like, you're totally making my point about how you welcome people into the community because having you like follow me, I was like, oh my goodness, she's a big deal. And now I feel like I'm part of something. So it's really cool. And that's like, that's what you and your book group do for people who want to read cozies. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't really consider myself a big deal, but I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. <laughs> I mean, I love following all the cozy accounts and seeing mm -hmm. who's doing what, who's reading what. And I mean, I honestly think the the comments themselves. So again, Instagram, you got to love looking at the photos, but I love reading the captions yeah. more than anything else. And so you get to see who's reading what, if they like it or not. You get to see how they rate the book on their coziness level. There's just a lot there. And you're great with Instagram too. You have these wonderful photos and I love the aesthetic you have. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of got this light, airy quality to them. So if people are not already following you on Instagram, I'm giving you the shout out. I'm telling <laughs> them too. Oh, thank you. I uh, learned how to use Lightroom a few years ago to edit my photos. So they have like that, like bright light. Um, and so I need to post another video on Instagram. I do it sometimes so you can see uh, kind of like the truth behind Instagram, like what these photos actually looked like and what they look like when you use free editing software. Cause I think it helps people sometimes. Um, whoever showed me really helped me a, a lot, but I appreciate that. That's so nice of you. Oh, that's the funny thing too, right? People only see the end product. Yeah. I remember one time I was doing something where I was taking photos of books on the floor and I'm in this awkward contorted position <laughs> and the dog's right behind me jumping up on my back. And I'm going, if people could only see what I go through to right? get these photos. <laughs> yeah, real life versus Instagram. It, and like the things that we do for book content is so funny. Oh yeah. I mean, when we, when we say we love cozy mysteries, we really love cozy mysteries mm -hmm. to go through what we go through. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of Instagram, before we jump into like the official conversation, I have to know, like, where do you get your coffee? Like the, the art on your coffee is amazing. Thank you. So it's hysterical that you bring this up because a couple of times people have asked me about this and I've been going to the Georgetown Cafe. I live in the heart of DC. I got my master's at Georgetown and I've stayed in DC to get my PhD. And so there's this Georgetown Cafe. So it's a very small cafe. I want to say they have four tables inside, but because Georgetown with um, COVID, they set up all these outside areas so people can enjoy things you know with the six feet mm -hmm. and now things are a little bit more lax but they have more seating now but it is totally just an instagram site i feel like they have everything set up with the lighting they have the parisian music going and they don't Fun. they don't do the designs by hand they actually burn them into the foam really Yes. And so wow. i will spend an extra i think it's an extra dollar 99 and or something like that Yes, it ends up being an expensive latte, but I always feel like it's worth it because you get a lot of Instagram content. Oh, yeah. But They're so <laughs> they, cute. You burn, they burn the design into the foam. And so they'll burn the flower or the leaves. I was able to get one one time for Bridgerton where it was something I burned for you because it had his face and the quote on it. Oh, it is so, so cute. 
I was looking into the machine going, how do you get this machine? How much does this cost? And there's a reason why I go there and don't buy a machine myself. (laughs) Um, It is a pretty penny, but I love the Georgetown Cafe. I also have been finding some other spots around DC. I believe it's called the Blue Bottle Cafe. They do really great hand designs. And what I do is, this is again, a sneak peek behind the scenes. I end up bringing an entire backpack. I have, um, I believe you pronounce it to me, one of the travel bags. Uh So I pack that thing full of cozies because Kensington will send them in a bulk package. And so (laughs) I pack all my Kensington books when they arrive. I pack whatever books I need for the Cozy Mr. Book Club. Uh And then I just over a table for probably 45 minutes just taking photos <laughs> oh my goodness that is so cool i uh, i wish we had a cafe around here that did artwork like that because it is so neat like i'm sure pretty much everyone listening to this podcast is already following you on instagram but if not they absolutely need to be because they're so so fun like i didn't even know you could do that with lattes until i started following you I didn't know it until the, um, I, there was this one barista there. I absolutely adored him and I haven't seen him there the last few times I went. And he one time made me so happy because the machine was broken and I really wanted a baby Yoda design. And I was so sad they couldn't burn baby Yoda into the foam. He did it by hand. Oh my it goodness. Thing ever. And so I really just have this almost appreciation for latte art. I always call it real yeah. art. I do think of it that way, but I have a lot of fun with that because I think it also makes the image very cozy because as cozy readers, I always think of us as sitting there reading with our coffee or Mm -hmm. our tea. So I think it just sort of goes with the just general cozy aesthetic. I agree. Like you've got to have like the coffee or the tea. And like we mentioned, uh, the the puppy or the cat, you know, (laughs) with you as well. You have to have your cozy companion and blankets and all of that. So it's it's part of the gig. I, I also appreciate the fact when... I, again, I am one of those people where I will, I always have to give them a nice tip because I know when I sit there, I'm sitting there taking photos for a little while. So I'm always really happy when I go as well, because I feel as if I'm taking that time for myself. I'm just so happy to be sitting there taking photos of cozy mysteries. Yeah. There's just something about taking that time. And I don't do it super frequently, but when I do, I'm just always so happy with myself going, oh, I get my nice cup of tea. I get my nice latte and I just get to sit here and bask in the coziness with all the cozy mysteries. I know that sounds so fun. Like, oh, I, I wish I lived by you. We could just go do that together one day. It sounds amazing. I'll show you the inside outs of, oh, this is my favorite table for the lighting. And this is the cup that I get because I like it when you do the angle, show you all the inside scoop. (laughs) I know you should do a, a reel for us sometime and show us all of those things so we can see it. Again, what the actual behind the scenes. (laughs) The behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. And then I don't, I started off using Lightroom, but I ended up switching. I've been using Pix. I think that's what Uh it is. So I've been using that one because I like adding stars and stuff. So even just taking the photo is just the first step because then you got to edit. Then you got to know when you're posting it. So there's a lot behind the scenes. I know there is it. It's fascinating, at least to those of us who participate in uh, Bookstagram, which I know a lot of our listeners do. So I'm sure they'll they'll find this all very, very interesting. 
Um, but let's get back to your cozy mystery book club because it is such a fun group and it's a very welcoming space, like I mentioned, for all cozy mystery readers. So do you want to uh, kind of jump into the conversation by telling us what the cozy mystery book club is and how our listeners can participate? The Cozy Mystery Book Club was an idea I had in 2017, and the first live stream happened January 2018, so it's been in existence for some time now, and I'm really happy with where we are. I always call it Sleuthing Tuesdays. The last Tuesday of the month is Cozy Mystery Book Club Day, so every single month we read the first Cozy in a series. It doesn't even have to be a series. It could just be the first Cozy Mystery that's been published thus far, and the reason that is is so that nobody feels as if they're missing out on the characters or they don't know where they are in the narrative. So it's always the first book. So one of the things I'm just extraordinarily happy and proud of is the fact that all of the books are submitted by members and voted on by members. That was really important to me because it is a book club and it is a community. So I wanted the books to be representative of that and help people feel welcome of, yeah, I submitted this book and now I'm seeing it in this poll. And oh my goodness, I remember we were talking about that book at one time. And so I always ask for everyone's recommendations and I accumulate them and eventually they will end up in a Twitter poll and the book club members will vote on it. And so we have, I'm really happy (laughs) that we started doing this. It used to be quarterly. So we'd have four books at a time. Mm -hmm. And so 2022 is the first time we've had the complete 12 month TBR, the to be read list. And so I just started posting the polls for 2023 so that each book, each poll is live for an entire week. And then I'm kind of letting people sit with it of, yes, these books are okay. I'm excited about this. Yes, the audio was available then, but it's not now. We can right. still things out. So I'm doing it in advance for a reason. So all of the things happen so that there's the perfect book each month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the live stream happens 7 p.m. EST, the last Tuesday of the month, every month over on my YouTube channel, Books Are My Heart, heart like my last name, H-A-R-T. We do the YouTube live streams each month. And so that's kind of the culmination of the month of coziness. So you can talk about the book all month on Instagram and Twitter. I try and post questions so people can engage. And then what I started doing, yes, the YouTube live stream has always been archived and made public. I've started archiving them over on uh, as a podcast episode. I've been trying to archive them as transcripts. So they are now officially online on the coziestbookclub.com website. So you can read the transcripts. And now there's gonna be podcast episodes of the live streams. So if you're a podcast person, it works out that way too. So there's all sorts of stuff going on with the Cozy Mystery Book Club. And it's so much fun. And I love that you like let the the whole book club kind of participate in picking the books and that you kind of keep it to like book one. Like I can't even tell you because I can't always like get on the, the live streams, but I always watch them back afterwards and I read along in the month. And there's been so many months where it's like I have this whole TBR planned out and then I read the the cozy mystery book club book and then my tbr goes out the window because suddenly i have this new series that i have to binge read right then i think that's what happens with me because i'm definitely someone who tends to read series so it's very hard for me to just pick a book in the middle of a series i'd rather start a book one or not go in at all Mm -hmm. i don't know if other people feel that way but when i start book one and i love that town i just want to stay in that town i just want to stay with those characters and 
that's where I am for the next however many weeks. Yeah, I agree completely. Like for me, the thing I love about Cozies is getting to be immersed in that other community, like that fun little escape into a different world with these characters that you get so invested in and you do just want to stay there. Like that's the cozy feeling right there. Oh, I'm just, I'm nodding my head. This is the podcast. People can't see the YouTube live stream with the facial expressions, <laughs> but I'm pretty much doing that preach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know so many cozy readers feel the same way. There's nothing like getting to binge read a series, just like there's nothing like getting to binge watch like a, a great YouTube series or something like that. I mean, not YouTube, Netflix. Oh, I mean, I will admit, though, I have binge watched stuff on YouTube. The Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved those so much when they were on. That was like my my fandom for a while. I was so into it. Oh, that's why you said YouTube. I'm still nodding because it's true. And then what's her name? Mary Kate Weil. She played Lydia on the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Mm -hmm. She's a part of a group called Shipwrecked. And then they have content. I think it was called Edgar Allan Poe's yes, Dinner Party. Like the Dinner Party. Oh my goodness. Yes. That one is I've so been, fun. I've binged that multiple times. Uh-huh. Us too. Oh, the, the way that they portrayed all the different authors was so funny. I became a fan of Mary Kate Wiles, who plays Lydia Bennett on the show, uh, The Lizzie Bennett Diaries. And she does craft versations where she'll have guests from The Lizzie Bennett Diaries on her own YouTube channel and they'll do crafts and they'll talk over their crafts. Very cozy. It's perfect oh, for the cozy crowd. Oh my so, goodness. I need to go follow her immediately. Oh, absolutely. I highly recommend it because it has that same sort of sweet vibe to it. It's funny because she's very PG, very hallmarky. So it's definitely in line with the the cozy mystery vibe. Yeah. Okay, I'm following her right now <laughs> for sure. What is the name of it? Craftversations. Right. I know. That does sound very cozy mystery, doesn't it? Exactly. I mean, I was thinking of it um when I was reading the Library Lovers Mystery series because it was the Craft Nooners or something. Right. Yeah. People listening, they're also gonna end up watching the Edgar Allen dinner party. Edgar oh. mystery dinner party. Exactly. My weekend just went by. Exactly. Like that is the perfect one for the, the mystery crowd, like multiple dead bodies and investigation, amateur sleuthing, like you, you have to watch it. So let's see, where did you get the idea for starting the book club? Like you kind of mentioned the time frame of when you started it, but where did the idea come from and how has it like grown and changed over the years? Oh, it's so funny because it happened what feels like so long ago. Uh -huh. It's like back in the good old days or back when I feel like it's one of those looking back sort of montages or something like that. So when I started the Cozy Mystery Book Club, I had also been doing Romantics at Heart, which was a romance genre one. And so that one ended, I want to say a year and a half ago, just because it's very hard to do so many different things. Yeah, and it so is. You can't really spread yourself too thin. And I also have to say, my dissertation is on the romance genre readership. Okay. And so <laughs> the romance genre started to feel like work. Right. Mysteries felt like my escape and my happy place. So I wanted to spend more time in the cozy land. So I think we can kind of tell how this sort of happened with that, especially why I spend so much time doing cozy mystery book club things. Originally, I, I started the book club with another woman and we eventually just parted ways. And so 
um, I moved the, the book club moved from Wednesdays to Tuesdays, and that was back in I want to say 2018. So 2019, I believe that was when I was running it by myself. So I've been running it by myself for a long time now. Yeah, that has been a while. That's awesome that it's still going so strong and like just getting bigger and bigger all the time. Oh yeah, I have to say, I think when COVID hit, just the Instagram exploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, wanted to find things to do online and i got people emailing me saying i googled book clubs how do i get involved how do i join and i just i was blown away by just the amount of people who want to discuss cozy mysteries and every single time i i always try to answer every single email i mean unless something happens where it goes to junk mail and i don't see it i always try and respond Mm -hmm. and so it always just makes me so happy when i get those questions but i was getting a lot of them and so after that i think the book club really grew that makes sense because i mean really so we like we were stuck at home right so having this like virtual place where we could connect with people it really gave us that space that so many of us needed throughout the pandemic i think one of the other things is that I've also tried really hard to make it inclusive with the different ways that I'm offering the content. So Mm -hmm. the reason why I'm mentioning that is I have been trying to have the episodes transcribed because I did have people who were messaging me going, I'm deaf and can't participate in the live stream Mm -hmm. when it airs. Is there another way for me to participate? And so that was when the transcriptions came into being. So I'm always trying to make sure people can participate. So that's the other thing with, I think, allowing people to get involved with always having an opportunity for them. That's my biggest thing. I want people to feel invited and welcome. And so if there's a way to make it happen, I'm going to try. That's amazing. I love that outlook so much. And you definitely do make everyone feel so welcome (laughs) and included. Um, And you send people those like such cute little care packages. I know I got one when I first joined of all those little cute goodies that you designed. Like I thought I was just going to get a bookmark and I opened it. It was all this amazing, adorable, (laughs) cozy mystery stuff. Like you do so much to make people feel like they're part of the group. Oh, thank you. I, I love putting those packages together. And that's one of the things too, right? I want to just thank people for being involved. And so one of my promises is that if you post a photo on Instagram, let me know and I'll send you something in the mail as a thank you. Mm -hmm. And when I say I'll send you a bookmark, that usually means you're getting multiple bookmarks and a few stickers and probably something else. (laughs) (laughs) It's my way of kind of brightening people's days, hopefully. And so I also realized, again, someone had to tell me, oh, I'm an international. Do you mail internationally? Because I posted a photo. So I ended up creating a private page on my own personal website. So it's password protected. And Mm -hmm. then all you have to do is let me know you posted it. If you're international, I'm paying for everything myself. So this is my my alternative. So instead of being able to, because I believe the person was, you know, multiple content, you know, she she was very far away. Yeah. (laughs) The mailing was going to be 20 something dollars. And I'm going, okay, this is, let me figure out how else I can do this. So I created a page where I worked with a couple graphic designers. So now there's adult coloring book pages. There's unique images that are not shared anywhere else. I believe there are 12 downloadable different versions for bookmarks, some clip art images that again, aren't anywhere else. So I have this special page just for sleuthers who are international who post photos. Oh, so that's so cute. Way- <laughs> Thank you. So if there's again a way, I can't technically mail everything again, just 
the way things are realistically. So I have an alternative that's virtual for international sleuthers. So again, if there's something that pops up, I will try and find a way to remedy it. Oh my goodness. I I love that. Like you're just like the sweetest person, genuinely. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, again, I don't want anyone to feel excluded. I remember because I looked into doing the postage. Again, I'm blanking on where she's from, but she was qu quite far away. And I think mm -hmm. it was going to be 20 or $30. And I'm going, this is going to add up very, very quickly. If multiple yeah. people are all over, let me think about this. And so that how the private web page came into being and I worked with a couple of graphic designers and they did such a good job they created this library that you get to color in oh I love it I was so happy with the end result so instead of just getting one bookmark you're getting a whole bunch of other stuff that's amazing and like the designs really are so so cute I uh, I love my little bookmarks and they I have buttons uh, that you sent me and just like stickers just like oh such cute stuff Oh, thank you. I've been very happy and fortunate with some of the people I've been able to hire. I go on Fiverr and I've just found some great designers. And again, people only see the end result. So there have been a couple of let's do a redesign. Oh, I'm uh -huh. not really having that. So you guys only get the best. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's so fun to kind of see because we talk to like obviously a lot of authors on this podcast. So we hear like the behind the scenes of the, the writing process, which I find fascinating. But I also think it's so interesting to talk to like content creators, right? And see like what the behind the scenes is on all of that as well. Oh, absolutely. I have to say, yeah, I only put forth my best foot. And so when I was creating the Chatting Cozies podcast, the reason it took me longer is because I wasn't getting the sort of content I was happy with. I had two different jingles created before I ended up with the right one that I enjoyed. It's I so had cute. some background music made, but it didn't feel cozy to me. So I'm going back and forth. And so those things take time. It adds mm -hmm. up. And even just, so I use Sticker Mule. So that is my go-to place for uploading sticker designs, getting them mailed and sending them out to y'all. But I did try other sticker companies and I have extra stickers that I just think are poor quality. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not going to send those out unless someone actually was going, I don't care about the quality, but right. I think you would, and I only want to give you the best. So there are some very kind of weirdly colored Perlock home stickers that I've just put aside. <laughs> That's so cool. And like the the amount of care that you put into not just the content, but like also the the book club itself definitely comes through. And I like personally feel like that's why it's so successful, because you put so much into it and make it like such a great space for everybody to be in. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> Of course. And I mean, I, I love me book some book clubs. Like I love to participate in them online. I love to participate in them in real life. And I just feel like reading and discussing books with other people just makes me have a much deeper and richer reading experience. So what do you think it is about discussing a book that makes our own experiences so much better? Oh my goodness. I, that is such a great question. And it's so funny when I read this one with your questions that you sent me in advance, because uh -huh. I actually formed my very first book club when I was 17 or 18 in high school. Oh, I cool. created my first book club in my high school. And so it was my way of trying to find people who were interested in what I was interested in. But the only thing with that was it wasn't specifically genre related and you're reading books that you're not necessarily interested in. And so right. it's 
having the premise of genre specific or subgenre specific makes it so much easier. And so I think that's something that was also just <laughs> that makes it very easy for people to find you are my group. This is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so with the Cozy Mystery Book Club, I think what makes it so great is that it will give you the chance to find titles that you might not necessarily have come across. Right. Or it, also, it will also give you a reason to read it because there is technically not a due date per se, but the live stream happens the last Tuesday of the month. And so if it is that weekend, you might try and read it then mm-hmm. because you want to participate in the live stream. And so I think it just gives you a little bit of extra motivation too, because there are other people who are going to talk about this book and they're going to talk about who the killer is. Right. So unless you want to get spoiled, you have to read it. <laughs> exactly. And like, you want to be, you want to be part of it. You want to be part of that conversation. I think there's also something too when you have those moments when you're reading, this is what I love when you're going, oh, I can't believe that person did this. And then the other person goes, me neither. Oh, I love this moment. Oh, can you believe that happened? I didn't see that big reveal. Did you see that happen? Right. And you get to have those discussions. Whereas I feel as if for the longest time, I would read a book, I would close it, want to talk about it. And there was no one around to talk about it with. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes like, I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but sometimes like I'll read a book and like, I genuinely won't know if I liked it or not until I can like talk about it with someone else who's read it and like really figure out how I feel about everything. Oh, that happens with me a lot. (laughs) I think that happens with me more with romance novels where I'm Mm -hmm. going, was he a good hero? I'm not sure. Is this good? Uh was she a good heroine? I don't know. Right. And so some of the time, if you're kind of left feeling going, this is a three-star read. Is it a four-star? I don't know. And then you end up going, no, this is a five-star. That writing was great. I just needed to process the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And sometimes it's like hearing maybe something that someone else picked up on that you didn't when you were reading, or just like someone's life experience gave them like a different outlook on the book than what you would have had yourself like it just like hearing those different takes on everything really helps me like to firm up my own opinion and figure out how I feel about books and just like look at them from different lenses and I just love that with book clubs oh I, I'm I'm just nodding my head going absolutely <laughs> sometimes people will pick up on details that I either that didn't resonate with me and then when they mention them I'm going that actually really is great mm-hmm. why didn't I why didn't I you know, sit here with this a little longer? Because then all of a sudden you're going, wow, this writer really gave it a lot of thought. And, oh, this goes with that. And, oh, those puzzle pieces actually fit really great. I didn't have to force them like I thought I did. Right. Yeah, I agree completely. And I know that I've discovered some of my favorite cozy mystery series by reading along with your book club. So I'm wondering, what is one of your favorite books that the group has read? You had me go through the backlist of titles because I actually had to really think about this because my gut reaction was Killer Chardonnay by Kate Lansing. Mm-hmm. I put that book aside because every so often I will come across a book or Kensington or Crooked Lane or source books will send me a book and I'm going this is going to be a book club read. I can tell this is going to be in a future book club poll and I'll put it aside and then someone will recommend it. And I'm always glad that I put it aside. And so I I kind of have a little pile going of these might be reads someday and I want to read them with the book club. Uh And so that was one of the books I put aside. And sure enough, 
lots of people recommended it. It ended up in a book club poll. It won. And I was so happy I already had the book. And that was one of my favorite reads of 2020, I believe. I think that was our 2020 January read. And so we kicked off the year with Killer Chardonnay and it just set the bar so high. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that series. That actually is the first cozy mystery that I ever read ever. And, um, it's, it's also kind of how I found your, your book club. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about cozy mysteries. I loved this book. So I just searched killer Chardonnay on YouTube and your, your book club was like the first thing that that popped up. And so I watched that discussion and was just like, oh, I've got to be part of this group. I love it. This is amazing. So yeah, that book absolutely love. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> the killer Chardonnay holds a very special place in your heart. I think your first cozy mystery is just something you're always going, oh, this is what got me into this subgenre. I exactly. mean, it's so funny because I think my first couple of war, <laughs> it was chocolate chip cookie murder, the Hannah right. Simpson, and then real murders by Charlene Harris. Uh -huh. I didn't realize how dark that book was at the time. So I'm kind of going back there going, okay, you got me interested in cozy mysteries. So thank you for that. But I did not realize that she gets pretty beat up here in this scene. Right. So I think you're just, I'm so happy that you found the book club though. And I'm so glad you Googled Killer Chardonnay and looked into the book. I know. Well, I, and like, I feel like you're probably the same way where it's like you read a book and you love it. And then you just have to know like everything about it. So that's like the first thing that I did. Oh yeah. I think when you read a book and you have a strong reaction to it, you want to find people who either loved it like you did or didn't like it like you did. So I will never post a negative review, but sometimes you just need to know other people didn't like the same book as you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm the same way. I never post, um, I never post negative reviews and it's not like I have anything against them. Like, I think there's lots of very important conversations that come from reviews and critical reviews. It's just that like, for me, my like Instagram or just like my online platform in general is kind of like my happy space where I can just be positive and forget about any kind of negativity in my life, like whatsoever. So that's kind of like why I do the the same thing. This is why we're kindred spirits. I know. I'm the exact same way. I always said, if I can't give a book at least three stars, I'm not talking about it because mm -hmm. I'm spending time talking about a book I didn't like. Well, that's time I could be talking about a book I do like. Right. So why would I do that? Yeah. And again, this is my happy safe space too. Exactly like you said, when I mentioned before, so the romance genre, my dissertation is just, it's been, I would never, I would not wish my experience on anyone. Oh, and no. so it's been very difficult to like read and live in that space. And so I turned to cozy mysteries for happiness, for uplifting and light and fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to, you know, read a cozy mystery, dislike it, and then focus on that. I'm going to go pick up another cozy and hopefully I'll like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. And, um, I can't remember which YouTuber I was watching booktuber, but I was watching recently and she was talking about how she just started reading cozies and she was like, cozies are hard to figure out like which ones are good based on reviews because cozy readers are generally like very, kind in reviews and there's not as much like critical evaluation going on in in our community and i'm like yeah that's kind of our vibe though <laughs> like so that's just kind of how we we roll in general um a lot of us just like are here for the good vibes and like just forget about everything else 
I think cozy mystery readers too know what works for them. Mm -hmm. They figure out this is my trope. This is my place. I love the knitting. I love the sewing. I love the coffee. And they'll go after those certain topics. And so they already are sort of inclined to like it because it's talking about something that they already enjoy. So I think that also will also eliminate some of the potential of, oh, I'm trying this new author, this new book, and you're already a little skeptical when you pick it up. So I think you go into them a little bit happier than you might with a oh, this is totally new to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And then we also have like such long running series that like if we're reading book number, you know, 32, we probably are going to love it because we loved the last 31 books. <laughs> My first thought was Cleo Coyle and her Coffee House series uh -huh. on 18 or 19. If you're reading book 17, 18, you already are a fan of Cleo Coyle. There, there's very little that she can do with her writing prose that are going to surprise you of, oh, I don't like her style all of a sudden. If you like how she writes, you will be happy in her coffee house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's already going to be like a great experience pretty much no matter what. Like, like you said, it's very hard for an author to bomb when they're that far into a series already. Well, I did just want to say you did make me look it up. And so I had a couple very close second, third, maybe just my top four, I guess. Yes, so, let's hear them. So I also want to say The Diva Runs Out of Thyme by Krista Davis. Oh, yeah. I loved And Then There Were Crumbs by Eve Calder and Death Overdue by Allison Brooks. So those are my top four, along with Killer Chardonnay. So you had me go look it up. And I could not believe the amount of books we've read for this book club. I'm going to have to eventually dedicate an entire book <laughs> bookcase or bookshelf just to yeah. the book club. That's going to happen at some point in time. So that's awesome. Yeah, I that's like we've been running a book club here in Utah for I almost I think six years now, and it is just like you watch the number of books grow, and it's just like mind blowing to see. And it's like very heartwarming too, to see like all the fun experiences that you've gotten to share with your friends. I also have to say though, going back to the very beginning, there were a couple books where I'm going, I know I liked you, but I can't remember this book. And so yeah. I'm like, I actually have to start rereading some of them because <laughs> I've read them, but I haven't been in that cozy town in such a long time. All right. So let's see, you have recently also started doing that podcast, like you mentioned, that accompanies the book club. So do you want to talk a little bit about what listeners can expect from the podcast and also where they can find it? Sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have two separate podcasts that I've been working on. So we have the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, which is I am taking the live streams that have previously aired and I'm converting them to podcast episodes so you can access them. I wrote down the different locations because you wrote, <laughs> you gave me these questions in advance. <laughs> I had the correct answers. So it's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Spotify, Pandora. And I have both of the podcasts through Podbean. So through the main Podbean website, they also have it as a downloadable version. Awesome. So there are many places to access the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. That's perfect. And so with your your new podcast that you're doing, is that where you're diving into like book two or like multiple books in a series? Yes. So the Chatting Cozies podcast has been in the works for probably, I want to say two, two and a half years because podcasting was new to me. Whereas with YouTube, I had a background with filming, I remember taking making documentaries as an undergraduate course, even in high school, I was part of the video making oh, cool. <laughs> team and program. 
I always knew I learned how to use Adobe and Final Cut back when I was 16, 17. And then for the documentary filmmaking class, my father bought me Final Cut Pro as my birthday present that year. So very expensive software I was able to access and work on my project with. And so I had all of these things. I had the camera. I knew how to use these things, but podcasting was new to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm I had this idea. So I'm writing down, oh, I want to do book two in this. And oh, this is an author who I want to do maybe a spotlight on. And so I'm writing these things down, but I also am trying to figure out this is the microphone I want. This is the software I'm going to use. How do I want to edit it? Can I edit it? Do I hire someone? And I'm just going through all these different things, trying to teach myself. So it took a lot longer (laughs) than these things that are YouTube related or Twitter related because I can Mm -hmm. make the images canva or do photoshop that whereas podcasting i had to teach myself and i also again wanted to do the best job possible if someone's going to give me their time i want to do a good job for them so yeah sort of uh, yeah i mean if someone's going to do a buddy read with me to talk about a book i want to be able to actually talk about it and make sure that everything's recorded so i've been using zencaster so hopefully people can just click in we can record I've only recorded, I want to say two or three episodes with Sleuthers from the book club, but I was at Malice Domestic and I interviewed oh, a bunch of authors. And so I need to slowly start editing and getting those episodes up and aired because I have just a lot of great content from that as well. And so that's coming up. But again, <laughs> I'm like, there's so many different things going on, all these balls in the air. Yeah. And I promise to myself to not bite off more than I could chew with this. So the podcast episodes for Chatting Cozies are going to be the first Tuesday of the month. And so that's my guarantee. You get at least one podcast episode a month. If I can do more, great. (laughs) If not, it's all okay. You're just, it's a bonus podcast episode. So yeah, Tuesday of the month, because it's Sleuthing Tuesdays. I think that's at least my, that's my guarantee. So at least one episode will be my promise. But if I can do more, great. If not, we still have all the things at the Cozy Mystery Book Club. That's awesome. And I'm very excited to listen to the one from Malice Domestic. I so badly want to go to that someday. Oh my goodness. It was such a great, (laughs) this was my first time getting out of the apartment or doing an event since COVID happened Mm -hmm. because prior to COVID, I had been going to a lot of events. With my dissertation, I'm studying the fandom of romance genre. So I'm going to all the romance genre book (laughs) book conferences. So I got to go to all these different places. I traveled and all of a sudden that just stopped. And so I was really disappointed with that because I was meeting people in real life. I'm getting all these different books. And then Malice Domestic, they canceled obviously because of COVID. Right. Then they ended up doing virtually, but it's just not the same. And so it was just great to actually be there in person. So I'm hoping, you know, nothing else happens next yeah. year. It's event and you can join yeah fingers crossed that would be amazing we also um my sister and brother-in-law's family lives out there they're from there so we've all been talking about going back there anyways so fingers crossed turn it into an actual family event that you can tour tour virginia do all the different things yeah that's exactly what i want to do and then we could hang out at the conference that'd be so fun And then I can eventually show you Georgetown Cafe with all the photos. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We've got a whole itinerary planned already. Oh, yeah. We we would definitely have to do something for Malice Domestic. Mm -hmm. We'd have to to go to an event or do something, film something. Yeah. yeah, 
I, they had a great lineup this year too. Uh, they had Charlene Harris. And so mm-hmm. it was really great to, I got to meet her before Book Lovers Con. Oh, and cool. Time. So it was kind of amazing with the lineup they had. They had all these fantastic authors. So it was just nice to actually go and you're a real person. You're not just a name on a book cover. Right. Yeah, that's so cool. I love going to author events and like book conventions. It's so, so neat. And I've never been to a mystery one before. So I I really want to go. I think Malice was one of my favorite events that I went to pre-COVID when I was going to all the different events. That was one of my absolute favorites because it was just such a welcoming, it was just a welcoming place. And they had Mm -hmm. this sort of, I almost want to call it low-key vibe where you were able to walk up to the author and introduce yourself and talk to them. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think some of the time with other ones, I'm going, okay, I don't want to interrupt you. You look like you're busy. Right. (laughs) I'm going, okay, I'll wait for the book signing. But with Malice Domestic, I was seeing people in the hallway and I would do my little wave of, can I do this? Cause I'm introverted. Right. But there's one thing talking on a podcast and doing things online, but in person, it's a I whole different thing. <laughs> and we're all, we're all readers. So we're all introverts. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Very to be. All the introverts are in one place. I know. huh? <laughs> so I'll do my little wave and I'm going, oh, oh, you're, you're Emmeline Duncan. Can I wave at you? And she obviously was very, you know, nice. And sweet. So you have those moments where you're going, oh, I'm so glad I actually waved. And you said yes. And the right. same thing happened with um, Raquel um, Reyes. She was so great oh, yeah. at Lutz on Instagram. I literally just ran into her buying a coffee and we ended up having just lunch together for half an hour. It oh, was fun. a highlight. I mean, that just randomly happened. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. You're convincing me. I have to go. <laughs> I was so blown away because I'm all of a sudden she's behind me in line and I'm looking at her going, I, I know your profile photo. Uh-huh. That's you. I'm pretty sure that's you. And so <laughs> she kind of noticed that I was looking at her and trying to read the name tag. Right. So she introduced herself and then things, you know, went from there. But it was just really funny because I'm going, I know who you are. <laughs> what a neat experience. It's definitely fun to be around people who enjoy what you enjoy mm-hmm. and you get to stand out together. You get to celebrate the books that you love together. And I think that goes to the heart of this, right? We're all mystery lovers and right. getting to be around them in real life is great. Yeah, it is so fun. And, you know, it, it is fun to also get to connect online and I'm a a little sad because I have to admit that I I'm not on Twitter anymore it's a platform I deleted when I was doing like a a social media detox um but you do such fun stuff over there and it is a really powerful powerful platform to get the word out about books so do you want to tell us about some of the fun chats that you're hosting with cozy authors and maybe who some of the authors are that you have scheduled to participate in the upcoming chats So I am very proud of one of the things that eventually, again, you asked about how the book club's grown and incorporating different platforms Mm -hmm. was, again, important to me because not everyone can do YouTube. And so Twitter was another way to get cozy mystery readers to participate. And I ended up doing an event at one point. I created it specifically for one group in one evening, and I entitled it Cozy Corner Chat. And then I realized this is actually a really good idea. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, how can I make this happen? And what can I do? And so I started doing randomly 
a couple different months, I would do things and kind of tested it out. And eventually I decided to do the second Tuesday of the month. Every month is cozy corner chat night. So 7 PM EST, the second Tuesday of the month, starting at 7 PM EST, cozy mystery authors will be on Twitter live to chat all about cozy mysteries. They will talk about their favorite cozies, what they're working on, upcoming titles. And so I've been really fortunate with the authors who want to participate. I am blown away by, again, authors who want to partake with the conversation yeah. and love cozies with readers and give readers their time. And I, you made me look, you had me look this up. <laughs> <laughs> Questions in advance. And I was very grateful for that because off the top of my head, I couldn't remember. I knew who we had as authors, but on the calendar, that's a different story. Right. Coming up in September, we have Christina Romero and Karina Moss. Oh, fun. That she's doing six books in the series. I saw that on Twitter. Or I saw that on Instagram this morning. How exciting. And she was one of your former guests, right? Um, so not yet, uh, but I really want to have her, her on the show. Yeah, I've definitely posted about, about the book uh, on Instagram. So it's uh, now just trying to get caught up on my backlog of people to get her on the podcast. I was going to say the last one I listened to was Dana Mentink. Uh -huh. So in October, we have Tara Lush and L. Ren, Ren Burke, as I get tongue tied. In November so far, we have Victoria Gilbert. But I am very open to authors messaging me and I will always try and make it work. And one of the great things about Cozy Corner Chat is because I do it every month, if one month doesn't work, work for an author, I will just add them to the next month. Oh, awesome. So if someone, this and wants to join, they are welcome to. That's so cool. And, you know, for people that don't get to go to things like Mouse Domestic or like just in-person book events, that's a fun way to get to like actually connect with these cozy authors of the series that we love. Well, last month, well, I love how I was going to go last month. Or was it this month? I'm losing track of time with COVID. Mm -hmm. But it was, in part, it was in part of one of the events. And I got to talk to her previous Mouse Domestic. And I'm going, you're a big deal. You're doing a Cozy Corner Chat event. This is so cool. <laughs> so I felt very fangirly fortunate about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. And like, what a neat experience for you, too, to get to do all of that. I, I have to admit, it's interesting when you get a letter or not a letter, but you get an email or a DM from an author. And I'm going, you're Ellery Adams and you're messaging me back. This right. Is so I know it is. It is kind of mind blowing. Like when they even like respond to you or if they just like reach out to you, you're like, why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> like one of my books. I'm going, yes, I would want one of your books. Thank yeah, you exactly. So, yeah, a lot of fangirling happens again behind the scenes. You mm -hmm. guys are shriek. I forget which author it was. I almost want to say it was Cleo Coyle, but I, I think it might have been Cleo Coyle sent me a direct message. Oh, cool. And Max looked up at me. I startled him. I startled my dog because I was so excited. I let out the actual <laughs> That's so funny. Those moments are so, so great, though. And that's, you know, one of the, the things that creating all this book content, uh, you know, it kind of because you don't really like make money doing it. So it's the, those moments that make it all worthwhile as well as just connecting with all the other readers. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, I never, I've been very upfront about this and I'm very open about this. I will never turn this into a business. If I, I've been talking and working on doing a book box potentially the research on that, but I feel very uncomfortable making a profit on things because I want people to enjoy it and I don't want to make it 
a monetary mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want people to worry about having to pay to enjoy something I don't want someone to feel as if oh if I don't have the five dollars to do this and going back to mentioning what I mentioned before of getting emails I had a lot of people asking me what their member dues were how they would <laughs> how they would pay me money oh, wow. this is this is free you just go on YouTube when we're when we're live and you get to talk with me and get to talk with my guest Luther and all the other sleuthers involved with the book club and that's something that I want to make sure <laughs> that is a firm line. I want to make sure that all of the live stream content is free. That's also the same thing mm -hmm. with podcasting. And even when I created an Etsy store because I wanted to be able to know who wanted what content. If you wanted a certain sticker or you wanted, again, I've worked very hard on making a lot of different right, yeah. things. And so when I put together the happy mail, as we've been referring to it. The happy I, mail, I love that. That's what that's what I call it. And that's what people actually will post. They're going, Oh, I got happy mail from I got happy mail from Angela today. And every time I see a post like that, it just makes my life. And so if I, I don't want to send something out and then leave out the one sticker you were hoping to get. And so if you put through an order in Etsy, I pack that thing. So I, I'm not, I mean, I'm in the red. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sure. So when it comes to Etsy too, it's not, yes, it's an Etsy store, but there is no profit being made. Mm -hmm. And same thing with um. Again, people love the logo and the mascot. And I created a Zazzle and Society Six store and I made it so I think I make a penny for royalty. Oh wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was so funny because I think it was Zazzle. You have to go in and put down how much money you want to make on each item. And so I tried to make it as low as humanly possible. I think it's maybe even one or two pennies because they're trying to make it do percentages. And oh. I was not gonna do that because when you buy mugs, I think they automatically try and add 20% for the person who created it. And so I'm like, okay. we're not doing that. Right. If they want to enjoy a mug, they're going to enjoy the mug. We're going to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So that's also something with cozy creators <laughs> and just content in general, making it accessible, I think is so important. With podcasting, it's free. You get to enjoy the conversations and get to celebrate the cozy mysteries without worrying about right. the yeah, I agree completely. And you also give people a lot of like fun, free content in the cute little newsletter that you do. I love having it in my inbox. Like it's just full of the most adorable downloads and all kinds of fun things. So what can subscribers expect to find in your newsletter and how can they sign up? Oh, I love putting together the newsletter because I am one of those people where if you sign up for something, I am just so honored that you want to be a part of my bookish world. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, it's again, I just want to give you the, all the hugs and love in the world. And I think that definitely comes through with the newsletter because it's not just the newsletter. I always put in the link every single month because there's also a, another hidden page over on my website with all sorts of additional extras on top of the extras in the newsletter. So <laughs> if you, yeah. you get access to even more coziness with bingo boards, Instagram story templates, adult coloring book pages, word searches. And again, these things are not available anywhere else. And I just, I really put a lot of time and energy into having that secret page so that it's just all of the thank you and love shining through. And also all of the previous newsletters are archived there. So if you just subscribe, you still get access to stuff. That's awesome. It just like all these different little things that you do to make the, the book club so much fun. Well, I thank you. I was just looking down because I didn't want to overlook the first question. When it comes <laughs> to 
email newsletters, I try and include some of the same things consistently. And one of them is the downloadable monthly calendar. And so I will mark the Cozy Mystery Book Club dates and I will include the book title and the book cover in the, in the calendar so you know when our live stream is. But I also include the random holidays for the rant, for the dates. So whatever's going on that month, like today I think is National Coffee. <laughs> what is it, National Coffee Frap Day or something? Oh, that's a good and day. So, I think it's National Coffee Something Day. And so I will put those on the calendar. So again, it's just another fun little thing for people to enjoy. And hopefully it will remind people what's going on with the book club. But I also include the adult coloring book pages, word searches, mazes. I mean, I really get into making as much content as possible. Yeah, there, there is so, so, so much. So listeners, if you haven't signed up yet, go sign up and then participate in the book club because there's just so much cozy, cute, fun stuff like coming through into your newsletter into your inbox all of the time thank you i'm so thank you for saying that <laughs> i mean it's so again the behind the scenes of it i put a lot of time and energy into mm -hmm. making it happen so there's a reason why i only do one a month which is also something because there's some authors who will send me two a day yeah and I can't do that. I mean, there's a reason why there's a lot of content in those newsletters. Yes, you're going to keep scrolling, but I promise the scrolling is going to lead you to the extras. And I always include the link to each of the YouTube live streams that happened that month mm -hmm. and for next month. So I'll make sure that you can know exactly which title is coming up and where you can find the one that just happened in case you missed it. But <laughs> so you might be scrolling for a little while, but I'm not sending it to you every single day. Right. One of my other things where I, I want you to enjoy the content, read it at your leisure, but you're not going to have to worry about me spamming you or trying to sell you something like that. I know sometimes people are going, oh, we have this featured book and I have an Amazon link to get a kickback. No. Right. Yeah. So you've just got everything in there for just for other people, like for the for the community. Oh, absolutely. I also will send the only time I send it out frequently is the 12 days of cozies. So December 1st through December 12th is 12 days of cozies. And so there will be an email newsletter every single day, but that is the only time that I send them out that frequently. Otherwise, and those are fun too. Those are really fun. I don't they, they don't feel spammy at all. Oh no, every single email is unique. Every single email is also a giveaway entry. So everyone that's opened, someone's gonna win something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just uh, a super fun thing to look forward to during the holiday season. Oh, I've already started working on it. It's going to be it's going to be a real it's, it's gonna, I always call it the cozy Christmas extravaganza. We're going to take the extravaganza and underline it this year. <laughs> well, I'm already excited. Like that sounds like so much fun. I, I'm I'm a little nervous because every year I think it's gotten bigger and bigger and that just there's a lot of work that goes into right. it. And so I'm trying to work on some of the newsletters so that I have the unique content working with the graphic designers. I'm working in things in Procreate myself. So again, oh, cool. I don't bite off more than I can chew. So I'm doing everything little by little. So when it comes time, it's all going to hopefully be wrapped up beautifully in a Christmas bow. Oh, so it's like Christmas in July for you already. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's actually helping me a little bit too, because people are posting about Christmas and they're giving me some ideas. Oh yeah. Like that's perfect timing. 
So since we're talking about book clubs and the impact that reading books with other people can have on us, the two of us did decide to buddy read For Whom the Book Tolls by Laura Gale Black, and this is book one in a series. And since, like we've mentioned, the Cozy Mystery Book Club really does focus on reading first books in Cozy series, I was wondering if you could tell us what you look for when you're reading book one and if this book checked all the boxes for you. That is, all of your questions are just so thoughtful, and I'm just like, oh, I love listening to you because you have the perfect voice for a podcast, and you're so eloquent. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, like you, have a lot of experience writing book club questions. Well, I think there are certain things that I look for in all of my reads, so well-written characters, a narrative that I can enjoy and make sense when I close the book, and an interesting premise, but when it comes to cozy mysteries, I think I also will make sure I look for those cozy components of, am I, do I feel the community? Mm -hmm. Am I, do I enjoy the, the characters? Are any of them quirky? Are they kind? I want to feel like I'm a part of the community. And so I think those are more important to me when it comes to cozy mysteries than if I'm reading another genre. And so I, I want the community component. That's something that kind of has to be there for me when it comes to cozies because I love the sleuther, but they're interacting with people. They're in town looking <laughs> for clues. Mm -hmm. They're going about all these different things. And so it's not just the sleuther in one place, it's the sleuther in their town. And so I want the town to be welcoming and I want to like the characters. I want to root for them. I want to have my favorite character whom I'm just hoping nothing ever happens to them. Right. Just so adorable and sweet. I want to have the best friend who I want to be my best friend. Mm -hmm. Some of those things where, again, you just want the coziness with your cozy. So I, I look for those things in book one. But I will admit, book one, <laughs> I think authors really do have a challenge yeah. because they have to give the premise of the book, they have to introduce the characters. And so they also have to give you that small town feel without drawing you a map is a very fine line and a lot of people have done great jobs with it yeah I totally agree like for me it's definitely like book one is about like do I really like this sleuth and do I really want to be part of this specific community like those are the most important things for me in a book one yeah if I want to also <laughs> root for the sleuther if the sleuther is accused of the crime I don't want to be rooting for them to go to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I want to be on the sleuther's side. If you don't like the sleuther, you're not picking up book two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. That's that's a that's a deal breaker for sure for me. And it is like you said, a lot of pressure on authors because they also have to like you know write a, a mystery that's well paced and has red herrings and clues and yet establish all of these world building elements all at once. I think also one of the things I've been more aware of is when the body drops mm -hmm. or I don't know how else to phrase it. So again, my dissertation has been one of the things just, it's really messed with my head. And so one of the things I did to try and help myself and work on, <laughs> work on what I want to work on and feel creative again was hiring a book coach because I've been working on a cozy mystery and Awesome. I want the body to drop super quickly, but you also have to set it up so you care about the body dropping. Mm -hmm. And so I'm now paying attention to how far into the book is it before they stumble upon this person? Right. And also, when do you, 
when do they find it and how long until someone else gets there? So I'm very aware of when, <laughs> when our bad, when our victim is found. So I also want the victim to be someone we don't mind losing, which was one of your um, sessions was about the tone. Mm-hmm. If you like the victim, it's so much harder because you're yeah. sad in the book because you want them to be alive. You obviously want them to get justice, but you're never rooting for someone to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if there's a bad guy, it's easier to get over. So there's a lot that writers really have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That is a lot, a lot to juggle. And I'm very excited to hear that you're writing a cozy as well. That's so exciting. Thank you. I There have been some books that have been written, but I'm a perfectionist. And I also feel as if some of the time it's me learning or me experimenting. And mm-hmm. this is something that I've been wanting to work on for the longest time. And I am now working on it more, more frequently because I'm taking a break from my dissertation. I'm on a little sabbatical hiatus. And so oh, good. I'm doing things that I want to do. And this was one of them. That's awesome. And I do uh, agree. I always pay a lot of attention to when the body drops. Um, and I personally, like this is just a personal preference. I like it when I have a little bit of time to spend uh, getting to know the victim and getting to know some of the suspects so that when that happens, I have like some kind of emotional investment in it. And the, so like I have like that gut punch, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Because if they just stumble across this random body, you're going, okay, this is something that is obviously horrifying, but I don't know who this person is and why I should care yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, it also helps me to buy into like the amateur sleuth jumping into the investigation, like whether they're the suspect or it's somebody that they're that they love or someone that they're friends with that's a suspect. Like I have to understand really why we care enough to want to jump into a murder investigation. Oh, I am just nodding my head because one of my biggest pet peeves is just the busy body sleuther mm-hmm. who's looking for the fence into their neighbor's yard, just going, what happened? How can I get involved? I want the sleuther to be, I want the sleuther to have a motivation that's relatable and understandable. If this is their life, if this is the life of their mother, father, best friend, and they're the ones who are going to go to jail if this isn't solved. I understand why you're taking on this mystery yourself because uh-huh. obviously the cops in the book are going to come up at some point. And so the writer can make them incompetent or they're looking at the wrong person. But there's a reason why the sleuth are sleuthing. And you got to really get that for me. If they're just being nosy, that doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Cause there's definitely like a certain amount of suspension of disbelief that you have to be willing to go into a cozy mystery with, uh, in a lot of cases. And so I just have to have that little bit of time to establish myself in the world and with the characters so that I like am fully bought in before that happens. Agreed. Absolutely. And um, I this obviously happens very early in the book, so I don't think it's at all a spoiler to say the victim in this book is the main character's uncle, so it's a family member. And so this mystery does have like a little bit of a darker tone where a lot of cozy mysteries frequently have a lighter tone. And I I listened to the book on audio, so I was wondering like, did it feel like a darker cozy to you or was that just like maybe the narrator, uh, the way that they read the book that gave me that experience? 
I ended up thinking about this question a lot. And I honestly think it has to do with the fact that it's the relative and he's a nice guy. When we learn about Uncle Paul, the more we learn, the more we like him. Mm-hmm. So the sadder his death feels. And I realized that we had the same thing sort of happen with one of our previous book club reads, Little Bookshop of Murder, because it was the Sleuther's mother who was the first death we encountered. And if you're close to the victim, that's going to set a tone. Mm-hmm. And have the Sleuther who goes to the funeral who's talking up in her head and she's having these inner monologues about, I wish I had spent more time with him. So you're living through depressing and sad moments. And that's very different from, there was a cozy mystery one time where I'm laughing because it was so ridiculous. Uh-huh. The, the nephew of the victim, he put a chocolate bar in the casket. And then one of the other people, one of the other characters took the chocolate bar and then, they, and then there's this huge fight over this chocolate bar. Oh my goodness. That is, that is a very different experience yeah. than breathing niece. And so, I mean, I think that was actually, um, what is it? Lethal and Lace or Lethal? It was the fifth book in a series. And okay. eventually they had to go break in and put the chocolate bar back into the guy's pocket with the dead body. It was a whole big thing. But oh my goodness, so that's different. funny. <laughs> yeah. And then one time there was another cozy mystery where the character who was the victim, she had the brooch of another character because she borrowed it and that was on her. That was in in her fashion sense with the in the casket, with the open casket. And they're looking at the brooch going, how do we get this back? That is so <laughs> And grieving and actually crying over the victim. Right. Those are the lighter cozies because they know what's going on, but they also know the reader doesn't want to be sitting there crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think uh, the main character in this story also had uh, kind of like some dark things that happened in her backstory. So it's not in page in this book. So you're not really like experiencing those things, but you're aware of those things. And I think that also kind of sets a different tone. I honestly wanted a prologue where I almost wanted to read the first book in the series, mm-hmm. the first book in the series, because this character was accused of embezzlement and murder. And murder. Yeah. So this is the second time she's accused of murder. I almost want the, the, the backstory is its own book. Right? Like it could have its own uh, like prequel to the series. I would be, I would read that. I, mm-hmm. I almost want a little Bella setup because that's what kicks off her journey of I was in jail. This is why I feel the way I do. This is why I'm coming to the small town. And I do think the author did a nice job creating that backstory, but it was almost so interesting. I wanted more of it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And I'm hoping, because I haven't read any more books in the series yet, so I'm hoping maybe she'll like incorporate more of that that backstory into the future books that are in the series. I, I have to admit, I think I will listen to them on audio. So when I'm folding my laundry or doing other householdy things, I will listen because mm-hmm. I am curious about how this book emporium changes. And I do want to see what happens with Jenna and Detective Keith Logan. Yeah, I agree. I want to continue it as well. I did like it. Um, For me, there's kind of like a a spectrum of coziness, right? There's the lighter kind of sillier ones. And there's these other ones that kind of almost 
uh, trend closer to traditional mysteries a little bit. And this one definitely fell on that end of the spectrum, but I still enjoy them. I just think sometimes that's something that readers should probably know before they jump in, because I know some cozy readers just strictly want the, the light and the fluffy, which I totally understand. I also think there's those extra things with your cozy mysteries, right? I mean, the entire time we've been talking, I have been having my little fluffinetter here, <laughs> barking. And you have the cute animals who are just cute on the page mm -hmm. and they don't have any lines, but they add levity. I, f I think it was Farm to Trouble, Amanda Flower had a little pug and this pug would just be there on the page. And I love this little guy. He was adorable mm -hmm. and no cozy companion in this book. And so there aren't any other things to add to that coziness to give it a little bit of a lighter feel. And so there are ways that readers, or excuse me, there are ways that writers can do it, but we just didn't have that here. Yeah. And that's totally fine. It can feel a little bit more Agatha Christie-esque. Mm -hmm. that's, that's okay. It's just a different cozy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. Um, those are, those are great points. And one of the things I love about the cozy mystery genre is that it like embraces all things that are light and fluffy that so many other genres kind of like look down on and scorn and the the cozies don't do that they're like we are here for the positive vibes and that is okay and i love that i think too we also enjoy the little moments we like it when they're in the kitchen making their dinner and we get to mm -hmm. see what they're eating and we get to experience the baking and yes we're decorating our cupcakes and we're decorating the cookies and we're doing this and those are the little moments that are cut out of so many other books and narratives mm -hmm. yeah absolutely like in no other genre would you see like two pages of food description but in cozies like we are here for that i think in this one in particular she was talking about the lavender mugs for a solid paragraph uh -huh. i don't think anywhere else right yeah but like in cozy mysteries like we're here for that you know the like you said those little everyday moments like finding joy in the small things celebrating the joy in the small things and things that are positive and fun and i that's one of the reasons i love this genre so much and i just want to insert clapping here for everything you said <laughs> insert claps here <laughs> This is this is the first episode I've done with another reader, and this is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes because it's just so fun to get to connect with somebody that's like so like minded and enjoys like all the same things, and it's just so neat. Oh, I mean, you're just such a joy to talk to. I mentioned before we started recording, I want you as a future live stream guest host, and I am going to hold you to that. I yes, I like chatting with you. You're just a little bright ray of sunshine, and. It's so much fun to chat about cozy mysteries with someone who loves cozy mysteries like you do. Yeah, likewise. And I mean, I've already got February. It's on my calendar. So we're we're committed now. <laughs> we're marking the date. We're telling <laughs> your podcast listeners are finding out what's going on. She is going to be the guest host for February 2023. It is happening. And I can't wait. Like that is like, like I said, one of my cozy dreams come true. So I'm so excited. You have been on my list since you were Paige Candy. I think you might actually be in my notebook <laughs> as Paige Candy. I, I, I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure that is, I've underlined it. I think I still need to go update you on 
the cozymysteryboookclub.com website as we have a little list of sleuthers of the book club. I think I need to go change yours because you are listed as page candy there. So I will make the adjustment and I will have to include a link to your podcast. Oh my goodness. You're so sweet. Thank you for doing all of that. And like, I, I seriously can't say thank you enough for like you taking the time to be on the podcast today. Um, but before we sign off, do you want to just tell our listeners what books the Cozy Mystery Book Club is planning to read in the, co- in the coming months and how they can stay up to date on just everything you have going on? There are several books listed for 2022. So we still have August, which is Cloak and Dagger by Jen McKinley. September is Caught Dead-Handed by Carol J. Perry. October is A Sprinkling of Murder by Daryl Wood Gerber. We have November, which is Fresh Brood Murder by Emmeline Duncan. And December, because we have 12 Days of Cozies, December is a buddy read. So it's Mistletoe Murder by Leslie Meir. But we also officially have our January 2023 read, Pies and Prejudice by Ellery Adams, which might be one of my favorite titles of all time. That's so I cute. I love, I love the titles. That's one of the other things with cozies we didn't talk about, the puns. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's- puns are my, like, that's my favorite sense. Of, the, my favorite kind of humor is puns. So it, it makes sense that <laughs> I'm so into cozies. I love, I love the puns, but there's, uh, yes, he's like, I want you to talk to me. <laughs> the little guy, he's looking up at his mama. <laughs> so I listed all of the books over on the cozymysterybookclub.com website. I try really hard to keep the website up to date with everything. I am very proud of how the website has come out. I I spent a lot of time and energy making it visually appealing, getting all the data there. So hopefully all of your questions can be answered there. But I also have the Twitter and Instagram accounts. Both are at Cozy Mystery Club. I also have my own personal Twitter and Instagram at Writer A Heart. So hopefully if you are looking for something, I have that already posted. But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from people. You can send me a direct message or an email. So if you have any questions, never hesitate to message. That is one of my biggest things. If there is something you would like to know, just ask me. Wonderful. Oh my goodness. That lineup sounds fantastic. I am so excited for all of the upcoming live streams. They're going to be so much fun and listeners definitely join, come hang out with us at the Cozy Mystery Book Club because it is such a great cozy space. Oh, thank you so much for saying that right now everyone is voting for the 2023 reads because I am a planner and also there are 12 months of cozies that we get a plan for so if I can the poll for an entire week and then also allow some time if there are some ties because that has happened on Mm -hmm. multiple I have learned my lesson when it comes to so the 2023 voting is happening over on Twitter but if you don't have a Twitter account let me know because I have multiple Twitter accounts and I will put through your vote for you. So that's one of the other things. I have my backup Twitter, um, my potential pen name of Ella Maria Hart, my little nickname, and my dog Max has his own Twitter. So if you have a title you'd like, I can vote through one of the other accounts for you. So even if you don't have a Twitter, you can participate. Oh, that's awesome. I might have to take you up on that because I would love to participate in the voting. It's so much fun. Do I on that's the whole thing too. I think some people are going, oh yeah, she'll say these things, but I don't want to bother her. Tell me if you have a book that you want to have a, a vote for, mm-hmm. I will put it through. I really don't mind. Oh, that's awesome. So definitely listeners participate. If you're on Twitter, go vote or, you know, reach out to Angela uh, so you can participate as well. Cause it's just so much fun to get to help pick the books. I feel like it makes you so much more invested. 
Oh, absolutely. I think there's something so fun about seeing your title in the poll. And so I've seen a couple people post, oh, I recommended that book. And it just makes me smile because I do have to do research before the books go in the polls. I always make sure they're available across platforms. So it's not just listed on Amazon. Again, I know we have sleuthers who are visually impaired. So there are, I always want to make sure that they're available as audio books mm -hmm. as well because I have gotten those messages from sleuthers who are blind. So again, there's a reason when I say the deaf sleuthers, I have transcripts. I do things for a reason. So I always make sure they're available as audiobooks as well. Right. So beforehand. And then I always try and put them into a, a poll that's themed somehow. So I think the last one was book theme titles. So I have my own little logic going on behind the scenes. So I'm very happy when I can finally share, these are the books that made the cut. You know, these ones were vote. <laughs> It's so funny too, because I also will put the books that people recommend almost in order because some books will be recommended so frequently. Right. <laughs> so there are books that I almost have to make sure end up in polls. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's awesome that you take like the all the readers feedback and try to like accommodate everybody. That's so nice. Oh, I that's one of my biggest things where I want the book that wins to be enjoyable. I don't I, I, I don't even vote for the books. I, I'm very upfront about that. I don't want to have any sort of sway in it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to feel as, I don't want people to feel as if, oh, this is the book she wants, or I'm pushing an author and agenda. Right. All the books are submitted by people. And hopefully people will remember that's the one that they recommended. So I'm, I'm very aware and conscientious of that. I don't vote on any of them. These are by book club members for book club members. I love that. And so like just more reasons that you all need to hurry up and hop on and get those votes in and participate. And then hopefully we'll see some of you in the upcoming live streams. Um, but Angela, thank you so, 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 so much for chatting with me today. This has been such a great time. I'm glad that we finally got to like sit down and actually chat, uh, not in person, but you know, get to actually speak instead of just messaging each other on social media. Well, if you come to Malice Domestic next year, I think we are going to be talking in person. We're going to have to do something. I know. And I am so honored to have you ask me. I think I read your direct message probably five or six times going, did she actually mean to send this to me? Is this real? <laughs> so, I mean, of course, the answer is yes. I just couldn't believe you actually wanted to take time to include me on your podcast. I'm just so honored to get to chat with you and be a part of this. And I'm so proud of you for creating this podcast and making all of this amazing content. And if people are just listening to this as the first episode, she has incredible authors from her previous posts. Go back and listen to her episodes. I am behind with, I think I'm two episodes behind and I'm very devastated by that fact because she has great content. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you joining us today. We will have another episode of Get Cozy Podcast for you soon, so stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading and stay cozy.